Welcome back to the program. Great pleasure right now to uh, welcome someone I've been looking forward to talking to for a long time, uh, Joe Garagiola, Hall of Famer. Got a great new baseball book out called Just Play Ball. He joined us now by telephone. Joe, thanks for being with us today in Sarasota. How are you? I'm fine, Doug. It's a little warm here in Arizona. You're about 20 degrees. 15 yesterday, and I don't know what it is today. I'm not going out. I was going to say, you're about 25 degrees warmer than it is in Florida out there. (laughs) You guys enjoy it because I don't know if anybody enjoying this kind of weather, man. It is H-O-T. Yeah. Now, when uh, when you were playing ball, you must have come through Sarasota when uh, the White Sox were here, right? And then... uh, I go way back to when the Red Sox were there. That's right, yeah. Yeah, what is it, Payne Field? Payne Park, right. Yeah, sure. Well, I go back to 46. We used to take the trip uh, of Sarasota and then Bradenton. The long trip was from St. Petersburg to uh, Lakeland. That's before that big interstate was at 5, I think it is. Yeah, right, Uh, 4, right. Oh, yeah, Yeah. I've seen... I've seen that part of Florida really grow. It's a beautiful area. Really is, and the Pirates, which you played for over in McKechnie Field, they're still there in Bradenton. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, it's really a great hotbed for baseball, and uh, we're kind of struggling through with the Devil Rays right now, Joe. <laughs> well, you've got a young ball club, and when you've got a young ball club, uh, that's the price that you pay. But uh, you've got some pretty good players, and of course you've had some uh, key injuries that have hurt that ball club. Uh, Baldelli, I like yeah. him a lot. Good player. And, yeah, they can put some runs on the board. It's just the pitching is a little, well, little trouble right now. Well, to the choir because yesterday <laughs> the Diamondbacks, only had to get six outs, the six toughest outs in baseball, and they couldn't do it. And uh, it was the uh, bullpen. So uh, I don't know of anybody that's really that deep in pitching. I, you can't ever have too much pitching. And then, of course, Diamondbacks were hoping to get Randy Johnson back in the rotation, and he's doubtful. I don't know when he'll come back. Yeah, when you have that kind of back injury, and, of course, he's had surgery on it a couple of times, you're never quite sure what's going to happen. And what is he, 43, 42 right now? So. Yeah, and you, you, can't, you can't pitch with the pain that he has, obviously. He says that when he lands on his front foot, uh, the pain was shooting through like somebody was putting a knife through his, uh, yeah. uh, his leg, and uh, you, you just can't pitch like that. Not we, him, anyhow, because he's a hard thrower, he's a power pitcher, and he's, he's up in the – when uh, I saw him pitch that last good game, he was in the mid-90s and uh, looked like the Johnson of old, and you said, uh-oh, we may have caught some lightning in the bottle, but uh, that was not the case. Hmm. We've been talking a lot uh, on the station here about just, uh, you know, in the old days, and I'm, you know, I don't say too old, but I mean, I remember like watching guys like Tom Seaver growing up and uh, Juan Marichal. Those guys would go the full nine innings, pitch 150, 160 pitches, and have complete games. You just don't see that anymore. Well, Marischal, I think, has something like 30 complete games uh, uh, alone. Uh, you don't have teams that have 30 complete games. I know. Uh, that's one of the things I write about in the book, Doug, uh, that uh, the pitch counts and the radar gun. I mean, uh, uh, guys look at it, and I know pitch counts. Uh, you see guys look like they're going pretty good, and then all of a sudden it's almost like somebody said, hey, you just pitched your 90th ball. You're tired. Yeah. You know, they'll say, well, I'm up to 90, 95. I must be getting tired. And then the radar gun, uh, I know the other night, I forget who the pitcher was. It was one of the young guys with Baltimore. The radar gun said he touched 100. And I looked at the uh, uh, the uh, guy who operates for the Diamondbacks because it's a different gun, and, and he was motioning 97 to, uh, to the bench. So there are discrepancies, but... Hitters, sometimes they look at that uh, scoreboard and they say, I don't think he's throwing that hard or I didn't realize he was throwing that hard. 
and pitchers, they see that. The fans love it. It's great for the fans. But pitchers see it and say, oh, I threw harder than that. That air comes wrong. I'll show him, and he's going to try it, and he'll overthrow it. It never used to be that way. And, and I've often said, I don't care how hard you throw the ball, if it doesn't have movement, the batter's going to tear out a row of seats. Oh, yeah. Well, that's part of the criticism uh, down here with with the Devil Rays. It seems like whenever a pitcher gets up right around the 100 mark, they get him yanked, and, and it's cost them a lot of ball games this year, uh, well, bringing in the bullpen, you know? Uh, it's a universal... Uh, I don't know if it's a problem, but uh, Devil Rays, uh, they don't hold a patent on that. No, uh, that's for sure. Even when guys are rehabbing, I say, well, he's going to throw uh, 40 pitches off flat ground. And then a couple days pass, and you see, well, he threw 80 pitches off the mound. Then he's going to start a game and say, well, we're going to watch him, but we don't think we want him to throw more than uh, uh, 75 pitches. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. And it's the same way in the minor leagues, so these guys aren't developing, you know, the arms to go nine innings even in the minor leagues. Well, I just wonder if it isn't because they're getting all these big bonuses and you want to pack them up and saran wrap and stick them in a freezer so they don't uh, have anything happen to them. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I mean, it's still a great game, don't get me wrong, but uh, like you said, it, it's changed a lot even since I started watching it. Uh, my first year remembering baseball was uh, the 69 Mets, so it's uh, it has changed well, quite a bit. Go. But it, it is. But you know what? It, it's still it, it's still a lot of fun. It, it's played by people, not yep. by numbers. And and that was the impetus of the book. I just got tired of reading about steroids and human growth hormones, and and uh, people don't want to hear that. And I found myself constantly saying, Why don't they just play ball? Enjoy yeah. the game. I mean, uh, the book is one anecdote after another, and. You know, I, I say it with some degree of humility. If, if you don't get a laugh out of that book, uh, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, there are things in there that, uh, you know, I, I, I know haven't been written about, and, uh, especially with the catchers going out to the pitcher. And uh, that people are curious about that. Or they're curious about when they see an umpire call a play and, and it looks like the two guys, the runner, are discussing it. And then all of a sudden they both break out in a laugh. You wonder... What in the world went on there? <laughs> or that quick argument, and, and I got anecdotes about that. It's just a quickie, Doug. Uh, Joe Torrey slides into second base. Tom Gorman calls him out. And Torrey, all he said when, when he told the story was, I told him, I don't think so. And Gorman says, come on, the ball was here. He put the tag on you. Joe, you know you're out. He said, I don't think so. He said, what else? The ball's here ahead of you. He puts the tag on you. You're out. He said, I don't think so. He said, how could you be so sure? He said, I'm sitting on the ball. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that I think the baseball fans love or, or when pitchers uh, uh, start to uh, uh, tip off that they're getting a little bit tired and, and, and the catcher or the coach goes out to break the mood and you'll have to get a funny incident out of him. I like how you write in the book uh, about how uh, when you played, uh, you know, they used to call them bench jockeys, and, and you don't, I don't know if you hear that as much anymore. I guess it's called trash talk now, but you guys seem to have a lot more fun, uh, you know, making fun of the other guys uh, back when you played. Well, that was part of the game. You tried to get into their head, but, you know, uh, you touched on something. I constantly get people who say, hey, Joe, when you guys played, you played for the love of the game. You had fun doing it. And I said, no, wait a minute. We played for money. We yeah. tried to get as much money as we could, but we didn't have a union going for us, the Players Association, and we certainly didn't have agents going for us. 
and 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 Kenny Boyer, the great Cardinal third baseman, he had the best line of all. When people said to him, "You play for the love of the game," he says, "You know what? I do play for the love of the game. But the more money I get, the more I love yeah, right. this game." <laughs> Talking with Joe Garag- that's what really what it's all about. Oh sure, Joe Garagiola joining us. Just play ball. Uh, the name of the book. I, I just want to talk to you a, a little bit about uh, about what your other broadcasting. That I remember a show when I was a kid. I tuned in on. I think it was Channel Eleven in New York. I grew up in New York. Uh, a great show that you hosted called "He Said, She Said." I, I always oh, liked boy. that show. That remember was, that? Uh, <laughs> I loved that game show. I really did. And 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 the you know the the fun of it was that the, uh, when the husband was backstage, he couldn't hear what the wife said, right. and vice versa. And boy, we got some laughs out of that show. That was a good show, Doug. That was kind of a, a forerunner. Actually, it was a forerunner to what became Tattletales a few years oh, after yeah. that. Well, it was the same show. Yeah. And uh, the network bought it. And they changed the name, like you know, uh, networks are known to do that. Yes. I mean, you, you get a reality <laughs> show, and if it's a hit, look out, here they come. You know, Dancing with the Stars. Now you got America's Got Talent, and this, that, and the other thing. American Idol's got all kinds of imitators, but uh, yeah, Tattletales. Bert Convey, who, by the way, was a minor league player in the White Sox. That's right. I knew about. Yeah, right. Yeah, good good minor league ball player, he said. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then, of course, you, you did several game shows and really have done all sorts of broadcasting. Did, did you enjoy doing the game shows? Oh, I love the game shows. I really did because you never knew what you were going to get because they were not professional comedians. They were not acting. Most of them were just beautiful people uh, wanting to get on a game show, and everybody left happy. I'll give you one example. <laughs> uh, one of the questions, I, had, I was doing a show called Sale of the Century. Oh, yeah, sure, I remember uh, that one. One of the questions was, name something you need not go to the doctor to cure. Okay. Right, give me an answer, if you will, Doug. Be a contestant. Oh, need not go to the doctor to cure. Uh, yeah. I don't know, I'll say uh, hunger or something. <laughs> well, a headache. Okay. Uh, a nosebleed. and. Uh, whatever. And when I said to this woman, I started laughing. We had to stop the tape, but we kept it in there. I said, name something you need not go to the doctor to cure. She said, a ham. (laughs) (laughs) I started laughing. I said, you know, you're right. You don't have to go to the doctor to cure a ham. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the kind of answers you got. And and that's the kind of things that that made uh, so much fun out of game shows because, uh, as I say, everybody left the show happy, and and that's what television ought to be. I enjoyed when you also hosted To Tell the Truth. That was one of my favorite shows. Oh, that was unbelievable. I mean, uh, you learn from that. Uh, In fact, uh, uh, because of To Tell the Truth, I was part of that movie Catch Me If You Can because we had that fellow on. Right. And uh, Tom Hanks uh, played him in the movies. But we had all kinds of people on, and we had a great panel. Bill Cullen was a funny, funny guy. Peggy Cass, oh, she could make you laugh by saying hello. And then <laughs> Nipsey Russell would come on as a, as a guest panelist, and, and he'd be doing his poems. And then Kitty Carlisle, oh, she would add the elegance and, and, and the dignity that uh, I guess uh, most of us, we didn't have. But it was a great show. Great premise. I, I don't know why that show isn't continued. Change the name and put it back on because you learned from it. You really did. Of course, yeah, we just lost Kitty uh, a few weeks ago, yeah. but oh, uh, re- very elegant well, woman. Yeah, you're right about that. Lady. I remember one episode Kitty. you did, uh, you were hosting, I believe everybody came out in, in disguise or something, and it wound up being your son. 
Remember oh, that, that episode? was unbelievable. Well, first of all, uh, uh, Kitty's uh, son, when, when, when he identified himself, she couldn't believe it, and I couldn't believe it, and I was ragging on her. I was like, <laughs> you don't even know your own. I can't believe you don't know your own son. And I was just laughing and having a good old time. And don't you know, when Gary Moore said, well, uh, imposter number three, uh, please tell us who he is. And it was Joe Jr. Yeah. Oh, man, I could not believe it. Oh, we play it all the time. In fact, and it's also on those blooper shows all the time. That right. was really something. Yeah, the game but show the network. Makeup artist did such a great job on both those kids. In fact, Joe went to the men's room and the guy called security because he said there's a homeless guy. In here. <laughs> he had to go get Bruno Zerato, who was the producer, to uh, say it's okay. He's part of the show. Yeah, the Game Show Network no, will run. That was a great, great spot. They'll run some of the old uh, episodes on the Game Show Network, so that's where you get to see them. Oh, but yeah. uh, w- right. wonderful television. And, of course, the Today Show, you did that. And you still do occasional spots for them. Uh, uh, I mean, you really have done more than just baseball. I think, you know, the audience should know. I mean, you've, you've been a really a truly all-around broadcaster, and I think that's uh, you're one of the few people that has actually been able to do that coming out of sports. Well, it's nice of you to say it, but I tell you, I've had a wonderful ride. The Today Show was the... Uh, the education that I really, uh, one of the things I, I missed in life was going to college. I just couldn't go. And, and the Today Show was really my college education. Uh, to uh, First of all, it was, it was sports in the beginning. Then they threw me in the deep water, and I was interviewing all kinds of people. And then being around the Hugh Downs and the Frank McGee's and Barbara Walters. And then Katie and I came back to, uh, together. I came back, and then Katie stayed on. Uh, uh, Frank Blair... Uh, uh, just great people, and, and it was a wonderful experience. I've had a good ride, Doug. I tell you, uh, you know, uh, you never want it to stop, but but I have no complaints. I just uh, I thank the Lord for blessing me like that. We always look, and it came across that you're having fun. I think that that's the key to what uh, your success. Well, that's the way it is with baseball. Too. Yeah. it gets me. You know, uh, the, these pitchers, some of them, they pick up the rosin bag like it's incense. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a fun game, guys. Have some fun with it. I mean, I don't say you have to be a clown, but play hard, give it the best you got, and enjoy it. But uh, some of them worry too much about statistics, and we've gone technology crazy with the replays. I mean, you get five and six replays. And, and I always think of the great Kurt Gowdy when we have these production meetings and the producer would come in and say, well, what's going to be our storyline for the day? And old Kurt would say the same thing every week. How about we just follow the ball? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, boy, that, that's great television because now – uh, they have uh, uh, keys to the game. Everything is sponsored. I mean, all tell directed a bullpen. How far did it fly? Uh, this and that. <laughs> and, and you can't talk between innings now. You you got to either watch Bernie Brewer uh, slide uh, down a, a big slide, or you got to race between the hot dog right. and relish, <laughs> uh, and then the music. Uh, let me let me turn to the guy next to him and say. Let me ask you something about that play. You know, people used to talk at the ball game. Yeah. You can't do that now. You're right. I just went a few weeks ago. Uh, they had uh, actually Don Zimmer night. But yeah, in between innings, there's all this stuff going on. You don't have a chance to talk to the person next to you about the game. That's the part of the fun, the conversation with the people with you, you know. Well, you know, that uh, you, you talk baseball. Like, yeah. I, I'm always, uh, my wife and I, would, uh, I call her McGraw. I say, to, would you run him McGraw? 
well, I don't know. I don't think so. I said, well, this guy can't run. Hits a ground ball. It's a double play. And then she'll say, well, what if he strikes out? It's still a double play, but if you keep him at first, or is he going to bunt? That's part of baseball is managing and, uh, and trying to figure out what the real manager is doing. You're not privy to in a dugout, you know, like a lot of people say, well, he yanked the pitcher too soon. Well, you don't know. Uh, you can still say it, but you don't know. Maybe the pitcher came in, like I've heard many pitchers say, uh, hey, I'm running on fumes, man. The first bit of trouble, you better get me some help. And then that's why they make the quick hook. Mm. But uh, today you got, it's just like a pitcher. He's got a, a two-seamer, a four-seamer, a sinker, a sailor, a cutter, a backdoor slider. It used to be he's got a fastball that moves. He's got a curveball. It's a tight curveball. It really snaps to uh, uh, overhand curveball. Uh, now they got all these MTV names. Yeah. And, and then you get <laughs> statistics uh, like... Uh, uh, ben Sheets was leading the league, believe it or not, in most pickoff attempts, most pickoff throw attempts. That was it. Yeah. Will you tell me how that enhances your watching <laughs> the game? It's, it's almost overproduced nowadays. You go back oh. and, and you watch some of the games you did. They'll occasionally show those on ESPN Classic. It's almost surprising now how quiet the broadcast was. You know, you, you more underscored it rather than talk through the whole thing, which they t- tend to do nowadays, you know. Well, when you got the crowd uh, helping you, you know, and a no-hitter, I remember doing a no-hitter, uh, Nolan Ryan against the Dodgers. W- went into the ninth inning, I said, the three hitters are, name the hitters, and I said, the crowd will tell you what's happening yeah. as you watch. And with every strike, you'd hear a roar, and with the umpire calling it a ball, you'd hear, oh, and that kind of, that to me is dramatic. Oh, that yeah. That is dramatic. You're right. I just went a few weeks ago. Uh, they had uh, actually Don Zimmer night. But you know, in between innings, there's all this stuff going on. You don't have a chance to talk to the person next to you about the game. That's the part of the fun, the conversation with the people with you, you know. Well, you know, that you, you talk baseball. Yeah. I, I'm always, I, I, my wife and I, I call her McGraw. I say, to, would you run him McGraw? I say, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think so. I said, well, this guy can't run. Hits a ground ball. It's a double play. And then she'll say, well, what if he strikes out? It's still a double play, but if you keep him at first, or is he going to bunt? That's part of baseball is managing and, uh, and trying to figure out what the real manager is doing. You're not privy to in a dugout, you know, like a lot of people say, well, he yanked the pitcher too soon. Well, you don't know. Uh, you can still say it, but you don't know. Maybe the pitcher came in, like I've heard many pitchers say, uh, hey, I'm running on fumes, man. The first bit of trouble, you better get me some help. And then that's why they make the quick hook. Hmm. But uh, today you got, it's just like a pitcher. He's got a, a two-seamer, a four-seamer, a sinker, a sailor, a cutter, a backdoor slider. It used to be he's got a fastball that moves. He's got a curveball. It's a tight curveball. It really snaps to uh, uh, overhand curveball. Uh, now they got all these MTV names. Yeah. And, and then you get <laughs> statistics uh, like... Uh, uh, ben Sheets was leading the league, believe it or not, in most pickoff attempts, most pickoff throw attempts. That was it. Yeah. Will you tell me how that enhances your watching <laughs> the game? It's, it's almost overproduced nowadays. You go back oh. and, and you watch some of the games you did. They'll occasionally show those on ESPN Classic. It's almost surprising now how quiet the broadcast was. You know, you, you more underscored it rather than talk through the whole thing, which they t- tend to do nowadays, you know. Well, when you got the crowd uh, helping you, you know, and a no-hitter, 
I remember doing a no-hitter, uh, Nolan Ryan against the Dodgers. Went into the ninth inning, I said, the three hitters are, name the hitters, and I said, the crowd will tell you what's happening yeah. as you watch. And with every strike, you'd hear a roar, and with the umpire calling it a ball, you'd hear, oh, and that kind of... That, to me, is dramatic. Oh, yeah. That is dramatic. As we wrap up here with Joe Garagiola, author of uh, Just Play Ball, I, I miss uh, the old game of the week on NBC with you and, uh, of course, Van, and then you and Tom Seaver, of course, you and, and, and Gowdy and Kubek. Those were great days, and uh, those must have been, I guess, true great days for yourself, or you got to see a different, different two teams every week. Oh, that was the great thing about game of the week. Uh, you, you couldn't wait to, to see certain guys. I mean, like... Uh, I would like to see the young catcher at Minnesota, Maurer. I've not seen him play. I just saw him one game on television, you know, things like that. Uh, with game of the week, we would pick the game that we thought was the best, and, and we were, we did it, and, and you had a chance to visit with them. But now, I tell you, there's so many games on. I was in New York uh, oh, about three weeks ago. I could have watched the Mets, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Red Sox, uh, Atlanta or the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit of uh, overkill. It, it, there, are, there are almost too many games on in, in a way. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it's not as special anymore because living in New York, you need to see the Yankees or the Mets, but then you got to see uh, maybe the Dodgers and, uh, and the Cardinals one on a Saturday, which you don't get, normally get to see, or an American League team you don't normally right, get to see. Right, right, right. Those were great days. Well, Joe, it's really been fun to talk to you for a few minutes. The name of the book is Just Play Ball, and I guess it's uh, out in all the bookstores right now, right, Joe? Oh, it's in all the big borders, uh, Barnes & Noble. Amazon's got it, so uh, you can get it, and, and I'll tell you what, uh, you'll get a smile out of it. Nobody gets a girl at the end. <laughs> Steroids is not even mentioned or all that other negative stuff. Uh, uh, you will enjoy it. One of those just true, enjoyable books. You, you're going to laugh. You're going to hear some great stories. And, Joe, I hope we can uh, talk to you again down the road. Uh, again, a big fan of, of yours over the years. And uh, well, thanks for being with us today in Sarasota. My, my, I say thank you. And you got my number, so it's up to you. You give me a call. And if I'm not here to leave a message, I'll get back to you. I will definitely do that. Thank you, Joe. Okay, Doug. We'll take a break and be right back.